Hello and welcome to a Wednesday night edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Uh, apologies for uh, recording a bit late tonight. Uh, I was just, you know, playing some video games with some really close friends to catch up. Um, you know, I'm glad I can get this out of the way now because I have to wake up. I'm going to wake up at 3.30 a.m. tomorrow morning to uh, watch Roger Federer play Novak Djokovic so to go to the Australian Open final. So, uh, wish me luck on that. You know, follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Mercifully, the bye is just about over. The Penguins will return to practice on Thursday. They will play Friday at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so we'll be getting some practice updates, I think, tomorrow. Um, I think Justin Schultz is definitely going to be there. I think he's probably going to play on Friday. Would not be surprising if Brian Dumoulin is there. You know, be Take maybe this Mike Milbury uh, report with a grain of salt, but last time he was calling the Penguin uh, Flyers game in Philadelphia, he did say that the Penguins expect Doomland to be back uh, right after the break. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt right now since it is Mike Milbury, but um, we'll see if he's back at practice. Uh, Nick Bukestad, very, very well, could be back at practice as well. Um, and potentially Dominic Cahoon, we'll see if his concussion symptoms have gone away. Hopefully he's doing well. So the Penguins could get as many as four players back at practice tomorrow. So look for that. I think you'll be see at least one, maybe two. So, but you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But of course, the big news in Penguins land um, the other day uh, on Tuesday was the signing of Marcus Pedersen, a five-year deal, a little over four million per year. And you know what? I like it. I don't really think you can be mad about it. You know, a lot of people are going to look at, oh well, he doesn't produce a lot. Where's the offense? I mean. He's kind of – he's a little bit of a Brian Dumoulin, just a clone kind of of him. You know, he – yeah, I know his play in recent weeks has kind of declined a little bit. We all know he doesn't put up the offensive numbers that, you know, someone like Crystal Tang does, though not a lot of players do. Or, you know, just even average offensive numbers from a defenseman. But he's just really good in his own zone. He makes great decisions. He can really move the puck up the ice. He's just – Great defensively, and he's really just blossomed into a really good top four defenseman. And with that signing now for the next couple seasons, uh, you know, with, with Marino on that ELC, the, the new Penguins top four, it's going to be Dumoulin, the Tang, and Pedersen, Marino. And you know, I I think that's one of uh, it's one of that's an above average top four. I don't, I'm not going to say obviously it's like a top five. Uh, top four in the league, but you know, maybe you can make the argument that's down closer to the top 10, you know, maybe around 10, 11, 12. I think it's a really, really good top four, especially with how um, Marino has just blossomed into, you know, just this outstanding rookie and he's going to get keep, keep getting better and better. But, you know, at the time, of course, with Pedersen, you know, not a lot of people were like, well, who's this? Like, who the hell is this guy? Maybe another bad trade by Jim Rutherford. Well, we learned out pretty quick that just how good this player is. You know, he, he Played in what eighty four games last season because of um, the, um, the I think he played of course a few with the Ducks. Then he played almost every game in Pittsburgh, and he looked he did not look um, he just he look, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, he did not look out of place at all. You know, he hasn't really looked out of place all uh, this season. And um, you knew this contract extension was coming. Uh, Jim Rutherford said that they couldn't do it during the off season because they were tongue to the salary cap. But now with more cap room open, they're going to be losing some. Uh, they're going to be gaining some more cap room over the offseason with Justin Schultz probably moving on. Uh, Scott Chanyuk's going to walk. But, um, so they'll open up some cap to resign more RFAs because they have McCann coming up, Matt Murray. Um, there's yeah, there's even more coming. I, I, the fact that I can't name them all off the top of my head is pretty bad. But, um, yeah, this is just a really, really good signing. I'm really excited about it. I'm just really excited for him to be here for the next five years. Uh, he's just He's turned into a really, really great defenseman. And it, it, they definitely want 
that, that top forward, that'd be Patterson Marino. Because now when Dumoulin comes back, you can put Justin Schultz on the third pairing. You know, I've seen some people say, well, you know, just trade Justin Schultz. Trade Justin Schultz. No, don't do it. We really don't need I, – I'm of the opinion. I really don't think you need to trade Justin Schultz. I think you can just keep him on the third pairing. You know, have him as like another deadline acquisition like in 2016. Basically put him in the same thing. Use him on the, on the third pairing. I know it's probably going to be with Jack Johnson because that's what they were doing. Um, with Jack before uh, Dumoulin uh, and, of course, Schultz got hurt. So, you know, add them two back, then you can move Jack down to a, a role that, you know, not as, as bad as, you know, playing top-pairing minutes. He's not going to be playing top-pairing minutes for long. But, yeah, keep Justin Schultz. He's, he's going to be back on Friday, it looks like, against the Flyers. You know, just probably have to go through another practice. I'm sure it'll be fine. He probably could have played against the Flyers before the uh, All-Star break and then the bye week, but they probably didn't want to risk it, you know, give him the extra week and a half off, and that was fine. But, um, yeah, I just – I thought um, – you know, really, really good signing. I don't really know I have much more else to add on it. I don't think um, there's just there's uh, there's just not a lot going on right now with um, the Penguins. It's just I'm really struggling to find um, other things to talk about besides that. But I don't really think they'll need a defenseman at the deadline. Um, I, I think they could certainly. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Rutherford gets one. But uh, Jim Rutherford did do an interview with Josh Yeoey this week from The Athletic. I talked about that on my Monday episode of Locked Up Penguins. You can go check that out on the website or out of Google or Spotify. Keep the uh, reviews coming in and the um, subscriptions, please. But, um, yeah, he, Jim Rutherford basically said, you know, he likes the defense as is. He's probably not going to go out and get another, another defenseman. And, you know, when he says that, and, and Rutherford is a very, very candid GM. So, you know, when he says that, usually it, what he says comes true. So I'm not going to be too, too surprised if they don't get a defenseman. Um, of course, Chad, uh, Chad Nolan came on the podcast last week and suggested Alec Martinez. Really, really wouldn't mind that. But um, I just don't know what other defensemen are going to be available. The deadline, you know, maybe Matt Dumba, Jonas Brodeen um, from Minnesota. But I'm not really sure if Billy Guerin is going to trade them, especially with the uh, Jason Zucker trade because I feel like that's going to come um, any just any day now. But, um, you know, we'll get to Elliot Friedman's thoughts, uh, his 31 thoughts coming out of the break. I always like to look at that. Um, there really was not a lot of trade. There's a couple things in there that I found that were um, interesting. You know, we'll kind of go around the league with it. You know, talk about uh, Mario Lemieux Foundation. His foundation account tweeted out a potential third jersey for next year. So we'll get to that, I think, uh, coming out of the commercial break. But, yeah, man, this has just been a, a weird time, you know, for a lot for uh, Penguins. Good thing that the practice starts back tomorrow and then the games start back on um, Friday because, I mean, I mean, wow, uh, this is just – now, it has been a little. We've been a little bit starving for some uh, for some content here. Uh, that's that's for sure. All right. So as usual, um, Elliot Freeman's thirty one thoughts came out today. Though I do want to announce actually that um, if you guys are tuning in, well, if you guys are uh, about, uh, tuning in right now, uh, so Calgary Edmonton is about to kick off out in Edmonton. If you guys want to go tune into that, that's going to be a potential bloodbath tonight because of Zach Cassian. And Matthew Kachuk, I hope Matthew Kachuk just keeps giving Zach Cassian all the business, even though Zach Cassian just got a funny, fun, funny contract extension. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty gross. But um, so yeah, Elliot had his thirty-one thoughts this morning. Not a lot of trade talk um, in his thirty-one thoughts this morning, though. Uh, there was one thing that did stand out to me. Um, he apparently he talked to. Uh, you know, he's, he basically said, you know, every year Brian Burke tells you that the trade deadline is going to be a dud. And every year I tell him that something big will happen that we don't see coming. I think this is his best chance to be right. I don't really sense a lot of excitement with what we know is available on the rental market. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, when you look at the trade bait board and you see, you know, someone like Alex Martinez, the number two, you know that this um, trade deadline is most likely going to be a dud. And, you know, now that you're hearing it from Elliot Friedman, we're about, what, 25, 26 days away, almost three and a half weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. Um, yeah, it, it, there's just, I think there's just a lot of teams just don't know what they want to do yet. And, you know, a lot of prices on rentals, teams just don't want to pay the prices. Like people, GMs don't want to give up, you know, a first round pick for a rental anymore. You know, people do that in like an actual hockey trade, but like with players with turn, but they just don't do it a lot anymore with rentals. And it's just, it used to happen all the time. Of course, the Penguins did with the Jerome McGinley trade. I know Chris Kreider, I think last year, it ha- I mean, not Chris Kreider, Kevin Hayes, my apologies. Um I mean, it just it used to happen a lot more. You know, I remember the, the, the Thomas Vanek, I think, was probably a first-round pick. Um, you, know, these, you have to go way, way back for some big for some big um, trades at the deadline. That included a first-round pick because they just, they just don't happen much anymore. Um, what else is here in the 31 thoughts? The fact that I'm using Elliot Freeman's 31 thoughts um, for this podcast when there's not a lot of Penguins content is pretty sad. Though I do want to say before I get back to um, Elliot Freeman's 31 thoughts, so Mario Lemieux Foundation, they tweeted out a, the jersey that they were wearing during the camp today, and he's like, he was basically like, does this, does this look good on them? And it was the Penguins um, diagonal Pittsburgh jersey. And, you know, that you know, are the Penguins maybe testing that out to bring it back next season? Maybe, perhaps. I would be in favor of it. You know, of course, that's a jersey that Snoop Dogg famously wore, you know, riding down, riding the bicycle. Um, you know, I just, I love those jerseys. I know people are like, well, you know, they're kind of a ripoff of the Rangers. And, you know, I mean, a little bit, yeah, probably. But, you know, they're still beautiful jerseys. I'd, I'd love them to bring those back. And also, I would love them to bring the uh, the Robo Penguin back. I, I absolutely um, love the Robo Penguin. I think that is an amazing and amazing um, jersey. But I think there, there's a good chance that they may scrap those yellow jerseys at the third jerseys next year and bring back the uh, the diagonal Pittsburgh jersey because uh, I would I think that would make a lot a lot of people uh, happy. So uh, getting back uh, to Ellie Freeman's thirty one thoughts. Wow, the Predators. Uh, as I'm recording this, the Predators actually just beat the Capitals on the road, and of course it was during a Braden Holpe start. Um, you know, but he's just. He's gone to the tank this season, and you know someone is going to pay Braden Holtby a lot of money this all season, and that's going to be a mistake because he has just not been the same goalie as we're used to seeing um, from Holtby um, at all. Um, but you know, back to Lloyd Freeman's thirty-one thoughts. Um, you know, the Sa- yeah, he talks about the uh, the Sabers a lot in it, and you know they're they're also a mess. Apparently, um, the, a lot of the losing is wearing on Terry Pagula. Um, I mean, you know that's. I understand it because you know they've been a below 500 team ever since he's uh, bought the he bought them. They barely made the playoffs um, in the time that he's been the owner. I think they've only made the playoffs um, once. I think it was what the 2009-10 season or the season after. It was one of those seasons, and they missed the playoffs um, every year of the year since. So um, yeah, it's just been a disaster um, for the Sabers and. You know, they, they just they need a rebuild from their rebuild is basically what they need. You know, poor Jack Eichel. He's having a, a hard trophy caliber season with the points that he's producing and the way that he's playing. And it's just all going to go to waste because the Sabres are uh, like, what, 10 points out of the playoff spot and they just lost to the Ottawa Senators the other night. It's just, it's been a disaster for the Sabres. And the thing with them is they, they just don't have a lot of, like, players that you can move to get good players in return. Like, 
We all know they have Jeff Skinner, but he's been injured this season. Sam Reinhardt is he's there. He's not bad. You can maybe move him to get a big time player. They're, they can move Rasmus' sister line in to see if a team will take a, a flyer on him and try to see if they could get a team to overpay for him. But there's just they don't have a lot of talent on that team. I I, I feel bad for Jason Botterill because he hasn't gotten the job done in Buffalo. I could definitely see him potentially getting fired after this season. And you know when he took that job, I know a lot of Sabres fans. And there's a couple. There's a big one at, the, at Virginia Tech that I have named George. Uh, you know, he's just he's fed up with the team. Uh, he's just fed up with the, the general manager, the general manager, the coaching. And you know, it, it looked it looked like a good start with Ralph Kruger, but it's just been a slippery slippery slope um, since the beginning of the season. Just like it was last season. You remember that big um, point streak, the winning streak that the Sabres had? They were, I think, what the, a top five team in the league, and then <laughs> right down to the bottom of the NHL standings because. That's what flows under their fans. But, um, you know, they have Rasmus Dahlin. He's going to be a superstar in this league. He's absolutely phenomenal. But their goaltending is kind of mad. They just they don't have any depth anywhere. And they have, like I said, they have Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, who's not bad, Sam Reinhardt, and, and, and that's it on their forwards. They, they, they truly do not have anyone else. Connor Sherry could probably fetch you something in the deadline. I know they have Jimmy VC. He could probably fetch you something maybe. Um, I don't know what um, – Jason Bottrell's going to do. You know, maybe he wants to add another four. I know they acquired uh, Michael Froelich from the Flames in a trade. Uh, maybe you could, you know, ship him off as a as a, a trade bait. But it's just a lot of there. It's just they're just they're a mess. There, it's just it's not it's not been good. And you know, same. You know, I know this is a Penguins podcast, but I know we're going around the league, but. You know, same with the um, the, pre- the Predators, too. You know, they're kind of a mess, though. That was a really great win, like I said, tonight against the Capitals. It's the number one team in the league. And the Penguins will finally be seeing the Capitals this Sunday night. I think we'll be having one of my buddies on Friday, uh, the Sunday night, the Sunday afternoon. Sunday night is, of course, the Super Bowl. Um, we'll be having one of my buddies on to um, preview the game and the starting of the season series since we're finally going to get Penguins Capitals. But, yeah, the Predators, that was a big win for them. Uh, they don't really have... A lot of time they they got to make up ground very quick and fast because of their schedule. But you know they squandered that lead. It looked like they scored an own goal on their goalie tonight, and yet they still won. Won. You know it was thanks to um their um thanks to a shorthanded goal that would tie the game, and then they uh, they ended up winning the game um, later in the third period. So um, you know at least at least that um helps. Um, at least that helps the Penguins. But also really great that I saw Alex Ovechkin honored Kobe Bryant in the warm-ups with his number 24 jersey. And they're gonna he's going to autograph it and put it up for auction. And apparently um, they're going to proceeds are going to go to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. So absolute um, just outstanding. That was that was just really, really good by um, uh, Alex Ovechkin to do that. You know, very, very, very classy. Um, and I saw... Um, the Kings players were walking into the Staples Center today and wearing a bunch of Kobe Bryant jerseys. That was awesome. I'm almost at the point that at this point where, like, if I see something involving Kobe Bryant, I'm probably just going to start crying again <laughs> because, like, that's all I've really been doing with Kobe Bryant. It's just, it's just been a um, a complete. Um, just, it's just been it's still so shocking that this happened. And you know, also, guys, just remember, you know, if you this goes out to our advertisers, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. May, may not know that Locked On Penguins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Penguins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any lo- podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If you a company wants to connect with Penguins fans that are they're well educated with disposable income, that let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. 
podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. All right, so um, let's see here. What else could we talk about tonight? Oh, this is, there's just nothing to talk about. But, you know, we'll maybe talk about some trade talk. Um, you know, I just this is one of my favorite times of the year as we get now into February. It's hard to believe that it's basically February now. And it's a leap year this year, which is awesome. Um, I think Jim Rutherford is going to be doing the thing next week. I don't think it's going to be this week. But you always know he always loved strike early, at least – two to three weeks in advance. I think next week is when you'll potentially see him pull it off. I think it might be the Jason Zucker trade. Um, you know, once he's zero in, he zeroes in on a target like that. He usually doesn't um, back off from it. And um, with all the interest that, you know, Michael Russo has said, you know, Josh Yowie, um, just go, just all the, the beat writers from The Athletic, the, the Trib, you know, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just—it seems like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, Craig Costance of ESPN put it in the article. There's a trade scenario that someone—he um, he like asked executives about these trade proposals that fans sent in, and Craig Costance basically wrote, he wrote basically, it seems like at any point now Jason Zucker is going to be a penguin with how much traction that it gets. And um, apparently the executive said you could probably get Zucker out of Minnesota by not even including Greekstead with probably just a first round pick and maybe another prospect. You know, in that poise, in that. Um, in that um, case, uh, yeah, do it because uh, why not? You know, you don't need to trade Kalen Addison for him. And we're going to have a lot more trade talk coming with tomorrow's episode. Uh, my buddy Jeff is going to come on. Um, that's Jeff's favorite. This is Jeff's also his, fa- his favorite time of the year. He has a lot of um, fun doing trade talk. You know, he also um, he just he just it's really fun to talk trade talk stuff with him because you know he just he can't get enough of it. So we're going to be doing. That tomorrow, but yeah, I just I think at some point now Zucker is gonna be here. Um, I just I can't see it not happening though. We all know Rutherford is gonna make a trade uh, uh, just for him or potential some other player. If it's not Zucker, I think it's gonna be for a player that is potentially not on the market. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be someone like Chris Kreider because you know we all know the Rangers maybe don't want to trade with him within the division though, even though the Rangers are pretty far out of the playoffs. But I think they would maybe ask more from the Penguins uh, for. Uh, Chris Kreider, as opposed to a team maybe in the Atlantic or out west, central um, Pacific division, um, whatever, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, he, he, Jim Rutherford, he seems a bit antsy. He kind of wants to make a move. You know, he, when he gets in these kind of moves, he probably doesn't stop calling other GMs. I wonder how much he's uh, pissed them off lately. But um, no, I apologize for not having, you know, a lot of content for this week's episode. Um, they're just, other than those things in the Albert Freeman's uh, 31 Thoughts, they're just, there wasn't a lot um, in there. There was some stuff about the All Star Game. Um, there was stuff about the potentially, you know, there apparently there was no deadline. Um, he's not uh, get. There's no deadline for Olympic participation, even though they should just announce that they're going because this is just stupid um, at this point. You know, it helps grow the sport, so I don't understand why Gary Bettman just won't do it, um, or the owners just won't do it. It's one of the two. I just don't understand. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. I know it was a bit uh, shorter than um, it usually is, but I just I apologize again for not having um, just a lot of content. Uh, it'll be a lot longer tomorrow because 
Um, Chad, uh, not Chad, uh, Jeff is going to be on, so we're going to have to talk some trade talk with him. You know, uh, just ask him how he thinks the team will do the second half of the season. If he thinks they can potentially make a big cup run, and then maybe if he sees, could he see um, Jake Gensel uh, potentially coming back for the Penguins if the Penguins make a very, very deep playoff run. So, thank you guys so much to, for listening to this episode of Locked On Penguins. Please go and maybe check out the Battle of Alberta tonight. George Peros is in attendance, even though that's not going to do jack shit. Um, I hope Matthew Kachuk gives Zach Cassian a bit of fun. So, um, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.